Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. Well, I want to lead off this morning by saying thank you, but first I've got a secret to tell you. Do you want to keep it? Do you, do you want to know a secret? Do you, I mean, do you promise not to keep it? Because that's pretty much how the secret works. So we're going to lead off this morning's Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network with a whole conversation about gratitude and Thanksgiving over you, speaking, speaking Thanksgiving over you. But first... God wants you um, to know a secret. And so I thought, let's just start with that. Now you have to promise not to keep it. That's how this works. So our Growing Your Faith verse of the day. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you as well. Speaking here to the Gentiles. God wanted you to know the riches of the glory of Christ. This is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Where in the word um, are you today? Let's be sure we're getting ourselves into the word of God so that the word of God can get into us before we get out there into the world that God so loves. And so uh, there's the secret. You know, God, God actually wants you to know the riches of the glory of Christ. God has revealed it all. And so it's it's the most profound secret of all time, and we're not supposed to keep it. So now that you know the secret, don't keep it. All right, now um, on to or returning to what you did yesterday. Could we just talk about what you did yesterday? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You helped Faith Radio exceed our one-day winter fundraising goal. So yippee, yahoo, woohoo! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am awed. I am encouraged. I am grateful. Your generosity is extraordinary. Um, So many people to thank who didn't get to hear their name read um, on the air yesterday because they, well, they gave either minutes after, um, you know, the clock struck 6 p.m. or, you know, they gave in the overnight hours because that's when it was most convenient for them to give. So if you missed the opportunity to participate in our one-day winter fundraiser, you know it's it's always an open opportunity, right? It's it's always an open opportunity. You can always text the word GIVE to 877-933-2484. You can always go online to MyFaithRadio.com um, and thank you for whatever you give and whenever you give it. Special thanks uh, right now to a friend in Grand Forks, North Dakota, um, who gave a gift of $120 just at the end of the fundraiser yesterday. Julie from Duluth, Minnesota, um, giving in loving memory of Up North Don. Ebenezer from St. Louis Park, Minnesota, thank you so much for your gift. A new a new donor, a new giver in West Simsbury, Connecticut, thank you so much for your 1K Club $1,000 gift. 
praying with you for your teenage prodigal. Um, absolutely. So many prayer requests. And what we do with all of those, by the way, um, here at Faith Radio, we aggregate all the prayer requests. We attach them to names when we can. And, uh, and we pray for you by name, specifically according to your concern. Um, we do it in, we break it up into, um, into sort of manageable segments because obviously there are hundreds and hundreds of prayer requests that come in during a particular fundraising event. And so um, we pray for them consistently over time, um, but we do so very, very specifically. So thank you for that opportunity and that encouragement. We have a friend in Pelican Rapids, Minnesota, who gave a gift of $730. I gave a, a dollar for each day, 365 times two, so 730. If each of us were going to give a dollar a day, um, then that then I gave a dollar for my mom, who's 91, lives in a nursing home, and uh, and has been listening, and um, and for me as well. So there you go. Uh, a friend in Lake Elmo, Minnesota, David and Jackie from Hendrum, Minnesota, Marilyn from Rapid City, South Dakota, also a new uh, a new giver in the Faith Radio listening family, um, and then, and then a gift from. Fargo, North Dakota as well. So those are just a few, a sampling of the hundreds of gifts. Uh, as of um, as of sort of the going off the air yesterday, um, there were 94 new givers in, um, in the group. Now there are more than 100 new givers. That in and of itself is amazing. That is amazing. And so to the hundred of you who are new givers to the Faith Radio family, um, let me just like sort of like warn you in advance. It's going to change the way you listen. It's going to change your experience of listening because you're now a part of the support network of Faith Radio. You are a part of every impact story. You are a part of every, you know, every time we hear someone say, you know, you were my nighttime consolation. You walked with me in the darkest hours of my life. Um, you're a part of every, I heard just the right message at just the right time and it changed everything. You're now a part of every testimony of how Faith Radio delivered a promise of God to a searching or hurting or anxious soul. And so I'm thanking God today for each of you, those of you who give so faithfully every month, those who gave in the spring fundraiser, those who gave in the fall fundraiser, and for the hundreds of you who gave yesterday during our one day um, winter fundraiser here at Faith Radio. The year is not over, um, and there is a year ahead. And so your opportunity to give, um, you know, it still exists. And so just want to um, say thank you today for those who have been able to give and um, and invite those who have not yet given to consider a gift. If this is a ministry that you value, then, um, you know, I, you know, I just say put your money where your, where your values are. Um, let your money follow where your heart leads. Let's, um, let's praise God for just this extraordinary experience. Holy God, our hearts are overflowing today in gratitude for the gift of the knowledge of who you are, that you've let us in on the secret. And so thank you for that. And thank you for the revelation of your love in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of grace. Thank you for the fellowship of these saints. Thank you for the freedom to talk right now and say the name of Jesus and pray right now in Jesus' name over the airwaves. God, we take none of it for granted. We take not one of these blessings nor the 10,000 others for granted. We count them each and every one as from your goodness and your love. And so thank you, Father. Thank you on this particular morning for the body of believers who allow your gifts to pass through their hands into the ministry of Faith Radio. 
They sustain and equip me and Paul and Susie and Angela and Bill and Wyatt and Ben and Carissa and Justin and Kim and Nat and Amanda and Stacy and Wesley and Emily and Casey and on and on and on to do what we do every single day. And so thank you. Thank you, Father, for pouring the resources into faithful hands and then moving hearts to give. God, give us the wisdom to use these precious resources well to advance your kingdom purposes in these days and the weeks and months and years ahead and raise up succeeding generations of support that this ministry might thrive, continue proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus until he comes again. We await that day, Father, with great anticipation. And we labor today that others might look forward to your son's reign with unassailable joy. It is in his name and to your glory that we pray. Amen. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Our friend Jeff Bilbro is going to join us next. We're going to talk about uh, how to win the fight for America. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's up next. You're on Mornings with Carmen. Our friend Jeff Bilbro is back. You can find him at Grove City College and also at Front Porch Republic. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Carmen. Uh, my public service message today is apparently the day we're supposed to throw away any Thanksgiving leftovers still lingering in our fridge. Oh. I know. Well, you should I don't have know been eating I... them before now. I, I guess we should have eaten them before now, and I'm not sure I'm throwing all of them. All right. Apparently, there is a fight for America. Um, how, how, how are we going to win it? What is it and how are we going to win it? Maybe better asked. Yeah, I think I've been intrigued by these uh, sort of growing power of venture capitalists who are backing AI and AI type technologies. And, uh, you know, I, I recognize the challenges that they're responding to and this sense that, wow, through AI or through these new technologies, we can create a more dynamic America, or we can, you know, re-energize uh, the economy, society, whatever. But, um, but yes, yeah, some of their rhetoric and some of their vision for that is quite disturbing to me. Re- because uh, it's religious. Re- like, it's, yeah. it's, reli- it's religious language. Yeah, it's like, yeah. because you have no sense of meaning, we can give you exactly a religious view of the world through technology through AI. I mean, this is a, a piece by Catherine Boyle, uh, who's a venture capitalist with um, a big firm in Silicon Valley. And she says, uh, the good news is we know how to fight back. Uh, we know technology is the escape hatch from a nihilistic world. And I think some of us don't think that technology is the good news that gives mm-hmm. meaning to existence. Uh, and when we make technologies or AI in particular, uh, but we put it in that place, it becomes an idol. Yeah, I think there's no question about that. The 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 use of the phrase "good news," um, yeah, the ref the reference to dark forces, um, yeah. you know, the this notion that um, democracy demands a sword um, with which we would defend ourselves. Like, um, you know, I'm that is. That is so close to biblical language in terms of, you know, describing the use of the word of God, describing the, um, the, the reality of good and evil, describing, well, the very good news of the gospel. And so um, I think that part of what you and I are both seeking to do is, 
you know, people need to pay attention. We all need to pay attention when words and phrases resonate with us, but when they are used in places and spaces to describe things that are completely contrary to sort of where those words and phrases belong. The co-opting of language, phrases, yeah. images, that might be part of the, hey, like, like note that, take note of that when it happens. Yeah, I think that's good advice because it, what it does is it invests these technologies with, um, yeah, with resonance, with significance that they really can't ultimately fulfill. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the other language here is the language of, I guess, what would be called um, altruism. Um, this is, that's not altruistic. Um, th- this is a def, it's just not. So can you talk about yeah. what altruism maybe is? And then, you know, this yeah. is not that. Yeah, there's a whole movement. You know, this it comes back to Sam Bankman-Fried and him and other AI guys with, um, that promote effective altruism, this idea that the best way to be a good person is to make a lot of money and then figure out how to invest it where like you get, you, you give the most, I don't human benefit for your dollar. So like, you know, treating some um, disease cheaply in Africa maybe is more effective than, uh, I don't know, you know, giving money to um, a local cause or, or in particular, actually, it's better to get a job making a lot of money and donate it rather than spending your time actually um, volunteering or getting involved in your community or in, uh, in particular problems yourself. So I think they um, frame this in kind of a zero-sum cost-benefit analysis rather than recognizing that Christian love requires us to give of ourselves and mm-hmm. – um, that includes maybe not being efficient. You know, Christ certainly did not model maximum impact in his ministry, but he was present uh, and gave of himself to particular people. And so, yeah, I think effective altruism is a way of sort of corrupting Christian charity and turning it turning it into a uh, a spreadsheet. Um. Jesus as the model here is really important to take note of and point to. Um, I mean, I don't know how frequently the question is asked, but it's asked a lot. Like, you know, Jesus had the power to heal every person he met, to resolve every human concern that existed in his day. Um, And he didn't do that. He didn't. He, He did not, you know, sort of like maximize his wealth um, and solve every human problem in real time. He didn't. He didn't even resolve the problem of the Roman. I mean, like uh, the the issue of his people being, you know, dominated and under the thumb of Rome. I mean, he did. That's not what he did. Yeah. Um, he literally gave of himself. He stopped. He took long pauses to hear people's story, um, and and address their personal concerns in the moment. And he called us to go and do likewise. I mean, you know, he didn't he didn't say there's never going to be a person who gets beat up and left on the side of the road. He, he didn't say, well, that's never going to happen. So you don't need to worry about addressing that. He said, when that happens, you know, be the one who shows mercy. Like, that's what it means to be neighbor um, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, so it, it 
I do think that we have to remember who he is and what he did and what he calls us to do versus sort of the, I mean, there is this, wow, wouldn't that be nice to just go go off and make as much money as, as we could doing whatever it is, even the most nefarious of things, in order that we could then resolve as much human pain, issues of human pain and poverty um, and need as we could in this lifetime. Like, wouldn't that be nice? And that's, that's sort of the contest of altruism here um, that, you're, that you're pointing us to. That's exactly right. And yeah, clearly if that was the model, then Jesus's whole mode of ministry in his life on earth would have been radically different. So I think it's important that, we, yeah, we, we model our own actions and our own efforts to, to follow Christ after his methods. So one of the things that Jeff Bilbro does is he teaches college students. And so we want to talk about the learning loss that took place during um, the COVID uh, epidemic and all of the policies related to school closures. The New York Times editorial board is now summarizing those effects. None of this is going to surprise you if you've been paying attention. Um, school closures took 50 million children out of classrooms at the start of the pandemic, uh, and it may prove to be the most damaging disruption in the history of American education. Uh, and so we want to talk about what is going on with students and maybe what Jeff is observing even among college students who spent their high school years in lockdown. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. I mean, seriously, if all we had was nothing more than feelings, we would just be lost in a sea of mush. Hello, friend. Uh, I'm sure you have noticed by now that feelings are a terrible barometer of the truth. Our feelings are affected by the weather, world events, what we ate last night, whether or not someone we like or love texted or tagged us in a social post, how badly someone else sings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling lonely right now, I want you to ask yourself, am I really ever truly alone? Of course not. As a follower of Christ, Jesus promises to be with you always. He's literally with you right now in the thick of it, in the midst of whatever circumstances you're dealing with in your life. So I want to be a source of hope and encouragement to you today. If you are struggling to make it, even just to the next moment, if you're feeling lonely, text the word HOPE to 877-933-2484. Our friend Jeff Bilbro is here from Grove City College in the Front Porch Republic. All right, Jeff, the, uh, <clears throat> the evidence is in. And the learning loss has been massive. What do we now know about the 50 million kids just here in the United States of America who, you know, were out of the classroom during the pandemic? And many of them have not really returned to um, levels of learning where they should be at this age and stage. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, I think everybody who was paying attention knew this was going to be a problem. But uh, I think it's maybe even worse than folks expected. Uh, according to these reports, they say that uh, student progress in math and reading has been set back by about two decades. And I think, you know, of particular concern is that it seems to have widened the achievement gap between um, poor children and, and children from more uh, upper class families. Because oftentimes, you know, when things get disrupted, um, families with resources, with p- parents who are involved can find uh, you know, do what they need to do to help the kids keep up and uh, and or catch up. 
But if, um, you know, if school's all that your family has for education, then that loss is really significant. Um, so, yeah, it's not good. And it's hard to know how it's going to, and this is going to uh, obviously work its way through the, the grade level for 10 or 15 years still. I'm thinking here about uh, this incredible opportunity then that exists for churches, particularly those that are proximate to schools, right? So let's just think about that for a moment. If you, if there's a church in your community and it is physically proximate to a school, an elementary school, a middle school, a high school, um, are you, are you offering, you know, some, some after school tutoring? Are you offering some, some kind of educational enrichment um, every time that the school is closed, maybe the church could be open. Maybe there could be ways that we could be um, reading. We could be. We could actually be going into schools and reading. Like, have you been to your local public school and just said, "What do you need, and how can I help?" That like assume nothing, and set an appointment with the principal and say, "What do you need, and how can I help?" Or set a need. Or set an appointment with the social worker or the counselor. What do you need and how can I help? Um, let's not, you know, let's not be people who just passively um, watch as a generation continues to recede um, instead of making the kind of progress that every child should have the opportunity to make. Um, the resources exist. It's just a matter of, of pressing in personally. Um, do you have a smartphone or a dumb phone? And what is this advoca- advocacy and like this training manual basically at Front Porch Republic on how to buy a dumb phone if you still want one? <laughs> yeah, I, Will Lyon. Uh, it is great. not easy to do, by the way. This no. is not this is not an easy task. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was telling him when we were edit when I was editing this that I share his pain because my last dumb phone uh, got rendered obsolete with the switch out of yep. I think three G. And uh, when I tried to buy another dumb phone, uh, it just didn't work. So it's hard. You can find, you can find like, I don't know, lifestyle or expensive, fancy dumb phones that I think work, uh, but they often then cost more than a than an old smartphone. So it's it's a market that I think needs to, uh, needs to be served still. But uh, his story of trying to get a dumb phone that will actually work with his plan um, is funny. But also, uh, I think, indicative of the way that the whole system is pushing people toward devices uh, they might not actually want or need. And it can be really hard to find something that um, will do what you want without giving you a bunch of uh, other bells and whistles and distractions you don't necessarily want. Um, Are there still leftovers from Thanksgiving in your fridge? And if so, what are they? (laughs) In mine? Yeah. No, uh, we ate it all. Oh. I do. My wife uh, did freeze some of our apple pie, so it's in the freezer. But oh, nice. uh, yeah, so we'll pull that up next week or so. Nice. Oh, all right. So we can all head to the Bill Bros for some leftover apple pie because it has been preserved in an appropriate way. Yeah. People can't come to my house for leftovers, apparently, because it's going to be like right on the verge of maybe not good for you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't have enough people at home. I think this is the issue, right? So you, I, I don't know if other people suffer this, but I still cook as if my house is full of people and it's not. And so we we are the people who have an abundance of like one thing at a time. And then 
And then Jim and Matthew were like, um, no, we're not, we're not having that again. Like we had that the last two days. We're not having that again. I'm like, oh, but there's so much of it. So I did make, um, I did make a white chicken chili with the leftover turkey. So it's, you know, white turkey chili. And so it's technically fresh, right? But because I made it yesterday, but it's still leftover turkey. So I don't know. I don't know if I, like, is, does that mean that today that has to be thrown out because it's, it is the turkey from a week ago? I don't know. It pains me. It, it, it pains me. Mm-hmm. I'm now thinking through like what's in my fridge. <sighs> Jeff, we have to let you go a little early because, um, I have so many thank yous to do for yesterday. I'm, hey, and I'm slated. Problem. I am slated to read from number 421 uh, to number, I don't know what, in uh, in this next segment. So I got to let you go so I can say thank you to Charlene and Cindy and Lori and Jeannie and on and on and on. So thank you, yeah, my friend, great. for joining us. Yeah. Thank we you, love Carmen. You. Absolutely. All right. That's Jeff Bilbro from Grove City College. Most of the things we drew today were from FrontPorchRepublic.com, particularly the piece on how to buy a dumb phone and how not to use it. Um, that reflection is uh, is particularly humorous um, and, and a fun read. All right. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to a friend in um, in St. Paul who got on the web uh, yesterday evening and gave their gave their $50 gift. Thank you so much message here. Love the message and God is so good. Jeannie from South Range, Wisconsin. Welcome aboard. Jeannie is a new uh, new giver here at, in the Faith Radio family. So thank you so much for your $100 gift at MyFaithRadio.com. Charlene from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, yes, Charlene, so many folks praying uh, with same prayer request as you, um, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for Israel, um, so thank you, Charlene, for your prayer request and for your $100 gift. Lori from West Simsbury, Connecticut, thank you so much for going to MyFaithRadio.com and giving your $100 gift. And Cindy from Hoople, North Dakota, says, I love the radio station. I listen to it every day. And Cindy's listening right now. So good morning, Cindy. Hello, hello. She also listens in the afternoon to Bill Arnold. He is great, too. Um, she thinks we're knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she learns about Jesus. So there you go. Well, that thrills my heart. That's uh, that's what we're here to do, is communicate the love of Christ and make the name of Jesus famous. So thank you so much again for your participation in the one-day winter fundraiser here at Faith Radio. Uh, and if you're saying to yourself, well, I missed that opportunity. Well, you can still give it. You, you, now you can give it as a Christmas gift. There you go. Yeah, now you can think of it as a Christmas gift to Faith Radio. Um, you can you can always give. Like it, it It's never a bad time to give. It's always a good time to give. And so if you missed the opportunity yesterday, obviously you can do it today or any day that God moves you. Um, you can do it online at MyFaithRadio.com, or you can always text the word GIVE to 877-933-2484. Um, when we come back, Ruth Kramer is going to be here with us. We're going to talk about what in the world is going on around the world. Ruth brings us um, not only in touch with the, the challenges out there, but how Christians are engaging with those challenges in myriad ways. So that's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Ruth Kramer is back from Mission Network News. You can find everything we're going to talk about today and so much more at missionnews.org. Ruth, good morning. Good morning. 
<clears throat> sorry, uh, sneezing no. on live radio. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, sometimes it's just like a holy pause. So there you go. Okay. So the big news of the day apparently is um, is that our leftovers from Thanksgiving are no longer good. Um, and and Jim from Simsbury, Connecticut, said just put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. But I but I think I would have needed to put it in the freezer like on day two or three. Yeah, and take it. Yeah, that's good. That's good wisdom there. I didn't do that, Jim from Simsbury, on the text line this morning. So there well, you go. That's too bad. Ours is still out uh, in the in the garage. I know. Apparently, today's the day. Like today is like throughout your leftovers day, and and we're lamenting that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just gonna have like a leftover party and like everybody come and eat it today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. So we have talked uh, frequently with you about what is going on in Lebanon, but it never hurts to remind us sort of the history of how we got to where we are. This announcement is kind of crazy. Um, be prepared for whatever comes next. Uh, who is issuing that warning and to whom is it being issued? Well, the Lebanese government has contacted most of the NGOs that are operating throughout the country to tell them to be prepared for whatever is coming next. Obviously, as we're looking at the situation where Lebanon is, uh, we're seeing the southern border being engaged right now because Hezbollah has thrown its hat into the ring to support Hamas. And so they've been kind of going with a tit for tat over the border. Israel's responding in kind. The uh, The conflict has displaced roughly 55 to 60,000 people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's created another wave of refugees that are trying to seek refuge anywhere they can find a space right now um, because of uh, the ongoing refugee crisis in Lebanon. Um, It's a situation where the Lebanese have been very concerned uh, that Hezbollah is going to drag them into a proxy war. They weren't really thinking with Israel you know, in support of Hamas, but this is how it's turned out. And the hospitals are being pre- uh, prepared right now. They're ask- they're actually asking for extra supplies and they're training all of the teams in the medical field to be ready to cope with mass casualty events because that's mm. where they think it's actually going. Uh, for the NGOs, the other parts of the, the working mechanism of uh, meeting uh, displaced people, IDP needs. Um, it's those who have been dealing with the refugees, uh, the refugee camps. Uh, they've got a food network system. They've got a support system in place to try to come alongside uh, those who have been displaced from other countries. Um, uh, we've seen the Syrian refugee crisis be an ongoing situation. So a lot of the NGOs already have uh, a mechanism in place. And the government's basically saying, we think this is going to get worse. So be ready. And uh, our partners in Lebanon have been responding. They are preparing by pulling in extra supplies, and they're also putting out a call to prayer. Um, Again, we have spoken a lot about the ongoing trauma in Lebanon, whether it was from the Syrian refugee crisis or actually before that, the civil war, um, the Syrian refugee crisis, then you had COVID lockdowns, you had the port explosions, you had the financial meltdown, and then basically a non-functioning government. Um, it's been one thing after another, and it's kind of accumulated trauma on basically a team that's running on fumes. So keep your heart praying for the, the ministries that are working in Lebanon. They know that there's uh, some some tough days ahead. Um, and we will keep you guys in, in touch with what's going on there uh, from from the, the hands and feet of Christ on the ground. 
Let's pivot to a conversation about Nepal, talking about a country here in South Asia. Most people um, only know about uh, Nepal because of the Himalayan mountains. But there was a massive earthquake in Nepal um, earlier this month, destroyed 34,000 homes, killed 157 people. Um, and now the region is in at a point of desperation where people don't have enough to eat and they are beginning to traffic their children. Can you talk with us about the uh, the Nepal-India border um, and what happens there in terms of human traffic trafficking? This is a hard story. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, what we're hearing is that this is the legacy of a quake. Uh, it's the emotional and financial disintegration of families. Um, when you have... Um, people, family members, uh, providers who uh, are dead, uh, food and money are scarce, supplies, shelter, um, warm clothing, blankets, and that kind of thing are also scarce, and supplies are slow to get into that area. Desperation takes over, and that's when you see um, uh, a lot of different things where the adults aren't there to protect their children. The kids are wandering around trying to do what they can to support the surviving members of the family, and because they're kind of without a support network, um, they're very vulnerable. And we saw this happening in the last big quake, I think it was 2015, where you had that 7.8 magnitude quake that hit Nepal. Um, You saw this huge spike in human trafficking shortly thereafter, where you had you know, uh, thousands of kids disappearing and uh, and and mm. never never being able to come home again. The estimates are between twelve and fifteen thousand girls are trafficked from Nepal each year without the disaster. A majority mm. of them get trafficked to India, and when the boys disappear, they usually get trafficked to a labor camp. Um, so this is a concern because we already saw this happen in the last big quake. So our partners at A three. Are keeping an eye on that. They they have been through this before. They have seen it, and they're just kind of putting out the warning there that this is the possibility because of the scarcity of resources. Um, A three alumni. Uh, A three is a ministry that is heavily involved in investing in the church. So letting the leadership be the leadership of the church, um, walking alongside them, uh, discipling and mentoring the church leaders so that they can, in fact, disciple and lead and grow the body of Christ in that country. So A3 has had training in and a network involved in uh, Nepal, and their alumni traveled to the, the recent quake zone in western Nepal with food, warm blankets, clothing, tents, and a lot of other encouragement to just kind of walk alongside the survivors in in the days of shock, in the days of trying to figure out what's next. Um, Emergency aid actually might be the only thing standing between the survivors and the traffickers. So be praying for those those teams that they are um, alert, that they are able to stand in the gap to protect the vulnerable and that um, they will be able to share the hope of Christ. Nepal isn't always really friendly to the gospel. In this kind of a situation, it's not a an overt campaign uh, from the believers to uh, to evangelize, but it becomes part of what they do because people have so many questions. And if they're not ready to answer the questions, then those questions go unanswered. So be praying for the teams. Yeah, let's um let's let's pause for a moment to do that right now. Father, we come before you. You. You're so gracious. You're so good. Um, you see what's happening in places where we wouldn't that we wouldn't even be able to find on a map, let alone 
know what's happening in the real circumstances of the real lives of real people, each one precious to you. And so, Father, um, we recognize that there are sufficient resources in this world to meet the need of every person. And yet, um, so many people have so many desperate needs today. And so we come before you on behalf of individuals who, by no fault of their own, are being sold today um, to other people. Father, it's hard for us to even express to you um, how awful we feel about that, and yet we know that you feel even more deeply awful about that than we do. And so, Father, we would ask that you would make your presence expressly known to them, um, that you would know that they are worth the value of your son, that you are closer to them than their next breath, and that on this, which seems like the worst day, um, that you have a future filled with hope that is hard to imagine in the midst of their circumstance. Grant your grace, Father. Supply for the needs of those who are on the front lines um, of not only this human disaster, but so many others. Grant your grace to those who are ministering in these hard places with these precious people. Holy God, make a way where there seems to be no way. Provide food so that people do not have to sell their children. Provide shelter. Um, Use your people to provide for the material needs of others this day. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. And come, Lord Jesus. Um, We're going to pause here just a moment. When we come back, um, because right now I know, I know that you are saying to yourself, I just wish they'd stop talking about this. I just, I don't, I don't really want to know. I don't, it seems much easier to put my head in the sand um, or or turn away. Um, Can't we just talk about the happy things? Ruth and I are going to talk about why Christians cannot disconnect from the news. It, It is actually not an option for the faithful Christian. So that conversation up next here on Mornings with Carmen. You've heard it said that it only takes a spark to get a fire going. You've also heard it sung, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Well, what about hope? What about hope? What does it take to get hope sparked? And what does it take to get hope moving uh, around the world? I got a hope hat. I got a hope shirt. I got a hope bumper sticker. I know a ministry of hope. I know people who need hope. But how do we actually give hope beyond bumper stickers and theme songs and ball caps? How do we help other people discover the hope that is real, substantial, and enduring? My guess is one reason you listen to this podcast is, well, it delivers hope. So as you're thinking about giving gifts this Christmas, have you considered giving others the gift of hope? You can give hope this season by supporting Faith Radio's Give Hope for Christmas campaign by sharing your story of hope at MyFaithRadio.com because hope begets hope. Pass it on. Our friend Ruth Kramer is here from Mission Network News. Um, Ruth, I am sure the temptation exists um, for you from time to time to turn away, um, to, you know, can't, can't we just focus on, um, on the positive? Um, there are. There, is, there are a lot of challenges, endless number of challenges in the world. 
um, the world is a fallen and a broken place, and the consequences of sin abound. Uh, you have a piece posted at missionnews.org um, on on the topic of why for Christians disconnecting from the news is not an option. Can you talk with us about that? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Ron Hutchcraft Ministries uh, supplied us with the interview for this story, and Ron Hutchcraft is he's just a walking devotional. Um, he's an you know, old dude. He's let's start with he's an old dude. Yeah, he is, and he's he's one of those guys that has studied the word so long. It's just mm-hmm. his natural response. It, he breathes it in, he exhales it, and you know he's always going to have calling to mind a scriptural response to whatever the question is. And so we thought it would be good to kind of pose this question, is disconnecting from the news a biblical response to him? Because we wanted to find out how um, how he could encourage people, because this is not meant to be a scolding kind of a, a, a discussion. Um, it is something where you hear a lot of really hard things in the news now. Um, people ask me often, um, you know, where where do you get the news? How do you choose the stories that you choose? Why do you do the thing that you do? How long have you been doing this? And then when I tell them how long I've been in journalism, they ask me how I survived it. Mm-hmm. Um, and And really the big thing is that it's because I can do something about it. You know, if you feel completely hopeless when you're looking at the headlines, um, it's because you feel powerless to change it. And and, and these are big stories. You're, you're thinking, what can my $5 do to change that? Um, what can my prayer do to change that? How can I actually do anything to fix that situation? And it's so hard to take that in all the time without feeling like you have... Um, any ability to respond. And that's why, you know, like Mission Network News, our tagline is find your place in the story because it's an invitation to people to say, you don't have to let this go in one ear or out the other or ignore it or pretend it doesn't exist because there is a place for you to respond. We are equipped as the saints of Christ to respond in some way in a great commission fashion. So, you know, when you're talking about uh, what Ron Hutchcraft had to say, he he actually cites, he starts off citing um, a passage in Matthew 24, uh, 12 through 15, and it says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Um, and then he says, okay, well, if you look at that, you, he, you, you have to understand that the word for wickedness here is an explosion of wickedness. The Greek word is rapid multiplication. And because of that, uh, the love of most will grow cold. It doesn't say that people become wicked. It says they'll be cold, apathetic, sitting out the battle. Um, it's easy to understand when it doesn't feel like it's it's got an end in 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 uh and in, in a time frame that we understand, okay, so we don't know when Christ is going to return, but um, we are also charged to take every thought captive for Christ and not let it lead to anxiety or paralysis, throw your cares, you know, cast your burdens to the cross um, because his shoulders are big enough to carry those kinds of things. And what we're asked to do is to make his name central to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be able to respond with the gifts and the talents that we have. Um, one of the things I would say when you know people are like, well, how do I choose which thing to respond to? Um, 
I will usually say start with praying into it. When you don't have any skin in the game, you don't have any investment at all. And you it's easy to be apathetic if you don't have an investment in something. So ask God to reveal to you what he would have you do, where he would have you respond, the things that he lays on your hearts. Pay attention to the stories that start uh, resonating with you and then lean into those stories and find ways um, to have a place in those, whether it is praying with knowledge or giving of your talents, your time, um, or even being able to go and be hands and feet on the ground. Um, Ask God to reveal that to you and he will. You know, if you ask him to do that, you need to be ready for the answer because it will come. That's so good. That's so good. If you um, if you check out what is posted today at missionnews.org, you are going to see news from Africa and the opportunity there to um, engage alongside fellow believers who are seeking to um, provide for the material needs of million of millions of people who are on the verge of starvation and death. You're going to see um, reports related to China's economic downturn. And you say to yourself, well, an economic downturn could never be good for anyone. Well, it is actually good news for those who are interested in advancing the Great Commission um, because stress and distress provides opportunity for um, openness and engagement. And then you're also going to see um, there news about a trauma center assisting women who've been victimized by assault and humiliation and persecution in Nigeria and how they are finding new hope in Jesus. So there's just all kinds of um, of opportunities for you to become aware of the places where God is working around the world, your brothers and sisters in Christ who are laboring on those front lines, and then how to come alongside them in prayer and, yes, in material support. And so I encourage you to not put your head in the sand today, but actually, um, you know, instead of growing cold and apathetic and sitting out the battle, um, let us instead get bold. Let's get bold in our prayers. Let's get bold in our exploration of what's happening in the world and those whom God has placed in strategic positions to um, to intervene. And then let's let's lift up their arms. Let's provide for their material needs as um, as they engage. And then, you know, as God calls, let's give and let's go. Ruth, as always, thank you so much for um, being our connecting point um, to all of this. We, we genuinely appreciate it. You can't see the big uh, grin on my face, but thank you. <laughs> Blessings, my friend. Go, um, go eat your leftover turkey because like today's the day. Okay, <laughs> okay. there you go. <laughs> All right, we have so many thank yous to um, to extend uh, to you for yesterday. Um, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank um, you. I'm going to pick up where I left off. Thank you to a new friend in Sioux Falls for your $100 gift. Thank you to Teresa from Monticello, um, Wisconsin, for your $150 gift. Thank you to a friend in Troy, New York. This, again, is a, um, a new donor who came online at MyFaithRadio.com says, thank you to Faith Radio for the uplifting content um, that you put on the air. I listen uh, to Susie Larson regularly. It has made a big impact and encouragement. Um, So, you know, may God continue to use you for his glory. So thank you so much um, from a friend in Troy, New York. Here's a friend in um, Janice, Janice, mm mm-hmm. Janice from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Beautiful, beautiful uh, part of the country. Thank you so much. And she says, thank you, Susie Larson, for blessing me every day. 
Thank you, Janace, for going online to MyFaithRadio.com and giving your gift. Thank you to a friend in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, um, for your $100 online gift. Mary Jo from Meridian, Idaho, thank you so much. She says, thanks for the podcast. I listen and share them regularly. Thank you for your gift. Steve from Hastings, Minnesota, thank you so much for your gift. A friend in the Colony, Texas, um, thank you for going online to MyFaithRadio.com and giving your gift of hope for Christmas. We've got a friend in Elk River, Minnesota, who says this station has been a, a life savior for me on many days. I thank the Lord for each of you and all of you. Thank you for your online gift as well. Zach and Dakota um, share a prayer request for rest and renewal and all those who are feeling as if they are in need of rest and renewal. Oh, Lord Jesus, let your peace wash over each of us and all of us. You are on the throne um, until you call us home. Uh, Zach and Dakota say uh, thank you to all of you at Faith Radio for being there for us and spreading the word of the Lord across the world. What a gift the station is. Bless you all. Thank you, Zach and Dakota, for your $50 online gift. The list goes on and on and on. Um, we got another hour together up next here on Warnings with Carmen, and we will continue to roll out the thank yous. It's like a thank you party. I don't know. When was the last time you were at a thank you party? Well, we're going to thank the Lord our God, even, 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 let me tell you in advance, even on the bad days. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.